Okay, good morning. So we're t- still talking about loving Hashem. Uh, you know, it's amazing. I was thinking to myself, if, I would, if you would give a, a, a Shalom Bayis about loving your wife, if you would give a, a Shir, I, I, I once, or maybe Rieti once told me that there are a few topics whenever you speak about, you'll have a crowd. You speak about um, happiness. Always, it's a, it's a winning topic. It's a winning, it's a winning topic. Happiness. Number two, you speak about children, parenting. Number three, you speak about uh, 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 you know mar- happiness and marriage. Marriage, happiness. People always come. I think you know you give a shalom bayis, you give a good speech. You come. You have loving God. Less of a crowd. <laughs> Makes, first of all, some people will be like creeped out. Loving God it sounds like so you know so uh, people don't even think on those terms. But really, the safer starts this way, and and, and the essence. Of a yid's relationship, you know, it's amazing that we say every day, at least at, at least three times a day, right? The uh, hafta, right? Um, technically, you could say it more, but if you, if you get the davening on time by laolam, in some places they'll say it. In certain places, they'll say the first paragraph. Uh, you know, you're gonna say it once in the morning, once in the night, once before you go to sleep. I mean, the hafta. After you believe in Hashem, after after Shema, you say you should love Hashem. So all of these angles, every every. Uh, additional um, point uh, that talks about loving Hashem is a tremendous boon for us, a tremendous benefit, and and, and reminds us what how our, our relationship with the Kaddish really should should be. A person who loves Hashem, everything about their Yiddishkeit, everything about their Avodas Hashem, is on a, in a different plane. Just like if you love anyone, you're, it, it's a labor of love as opposed to a burden. <laughs> Right? It's a Hashem means labor. It means it means real, really serving Hashem means you got to wake up early. Even when you're tired, go to sleep late. You fast. You, you spend your money that you could be spending on on yourself. You, you put tzedaka. There's a lot of things that we do which would not be per se our first uh, our, our, our our natural instinct if it wouldn't be that we love Hashem. But if you don't love Hashem, so prayer is a lot more difficult. I'm not talking about when you need something. I'm talking about when you want to pray. You know, giving up things you want, uh, pushing oneself. It, it, I wouldn't call it sometimes painful, but for some people it could just be boring. Uh, you know, not what I want to do. And when you're doing it day in, day out, day in, day out. Like when, you know, you see sometimes you see these kids who are like they look like they're they're you know the best young young religious kids are amazing, and then you have other kids who look like they're being like. Like you know, like zombied into it. Uh, just, they're not. They're not there. Uh, and, and part of it's everyone has free will. You can't force anyone to do anything. But part of it is it's, it's a lack of understanding. Young people very often don't understand what they're doing. And if you don't understand what you're doing, you don't love what you're doing. You know, people. People sometimes say you know, bali tshuva. Very often when they first start, that first could be six months. It could be six years. <laughs> Depends on the bali tshuva. They're very excited. Because it's a labor of love, it's it's novel, it's it's lovely, but everyone eventually gets to that point where you get used to things, uh, and and where challenges come in, and then and then you know davening a shachris is you know you're used to it already. Even if you're religious for 20 years, you have to put your heart into it, and you have to put your mind. So avos Hashem is really an important thing. So yeshmin ahava acheret haba mitzara seichal. Sometimes there's also another angle. The form of loving Hashem, which is which is more cerebral, more intellectual. Vinikras ahavas haremis. 
It's called being in awe, a, a, a love that comes out of awe. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, there are people who idolize people. They're, they're just in awe of their presence. They're, you know, if you if you are a musician, uh, and you and you, then you, you know, it could be, it's like Perlman. You're like you're, you know, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about people who listen to some kind of pagan music. You know, I'm talking, about, you know, real music where there's notes and stuff like that. You know, you're, you're in awe because this individual could play beautiful music. You know, if you would meet uh, my uh, my one of my kids was asking me about Mozart. Who, I was like, well, what's Mozart? I, I couldn't understand what you're saying. My younger kids, do you know anything about Mozart? <laughs> you know, but if you would meet Mozart, you know, or Mozart, you in your instant music, you, wow, this is amazing. What do you now? He's he could be the biggest bum in the world, but if you're into music, he he's amazing. You know, if an artist, if you meet a, a famous. There's an awe. Why are, why are these people in awe of these humans who have all kinds of frailties, insecurities, blemishes? Because you recognize their greatness in one area. They are an amazing musician. You know, um, uh, you know uh, uh, James LeBron, if you're, into, into, if you're into hockey, you know, you're amazed. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, I, I've never, I don't think I, he's post my I've ever seen. But if you're into that, you don't, I don't, I don't, is it fair to say that probably the past 15 years, yeah. he's the best hockey player? Is there anyone who can compare it to him? Yeah. Right, maybe even past... Huh? It's true, by the way. I don't want to show my... Oh, my oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but but but, but yeah, but the reality is, is he, he you know I don't I, I don't think he knows anything about about politics. I know he knows nothing about politics. He doesn't. He, he may he, he may not be. Uh, I don't I don't really know anything about his personality to be honest. But he may not be a nice guy. He may not be charitable. Uh, you know he, he he may be a bad example in certain ways, and maybe he's not any of those things. But you know what? Anyone who's into shh. Sh- Anyone who's into uh, anyone who's into anyone who's into to hockey will say, "Wow, this man is amazing," and you'll be in awe of him. Why would you be in awe of him? Because because you're you're in awe you're in awe, you're in awe of his skill set. So if your person thinks about Hashem, right, they're in awe. God is not is not finite. God is not limited. God is perfect in all his ways. So when a person thinks about that, there's Wow, like, there's an awe, there's an awesomeness that's there. Kimi shiyesh a person who has, who's thought out, who's, who's, who's um, uses their brain. Shemaker shalom. When you see an amazing person, uh, an, uh, 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 a, 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 a person of tremendous skill, the libel chafetz b'shlemus, and you yourself are into that, and you like, you, you appreciate that. you love that person tremendously. You know, you see by great scholars, by great Tamid Chachamim, even if they don't know each other, is a tremendous ahava. They appreciate, wow, this is a Galdo Batayra. Right? This, this person is an amazing, amazing person. Who is the person we're learning of us now that we compare true love to? It's the others. Uh, who, and the Mishnah says, Ava Ahaza. David and Yonah's son. Right, David, David and Yonasan. Actually, there was once a a a, 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 a unfortunately um, misguided 
pro, one of the many misguided Israeli politicians, uh, Yal Dayan, who, I mean, misguided in many directions. But she, she, she assumed from like this type of stuff that they had an erotic relationship. I mean, I mean she's misguided. You ever heard Yal Dayan when she was before your time already, though? You heard of her. It's hard not to hear of her. Uh, but I remember when I was younger, like, like I don't even say, it's, it's, I mean, she was like really a real leftist in many ways. Uh, like she was the, like the example for Avodah of a leftist. You know, she was misguided, didn't grow up or anything. But, but what, what is this Ahava Aza between David and Yonasan? Right away, uh, on the commentary's point, they, that David saw in Yonasan spiritual greatness, and Yonasan saw in David spiritual greatness. Right? When you see, when David, whose whole essence was love of Hashem, sees a compatriot, a person like him, who loves Hashem, who relates to Hashem with Bechol Azus, they bonded. That bond, that appreciation, that awe was of a person who, who, who you know, who, who was in awe of and love of, of, of Hashem. And again, sometimes you'll see these great Gadol from different camps, or they don't even know each other. And like, you see that they have, they have this, you know, awe of the other, because, wow, this is a person who does that. Uh, the al-achas kamal kamal. If that's the case of human beings, if you're, if you're, if you meet a, a I, I, unfortunately, um, I saw that, that they said a snippet that Charles Krauthammer is go, they have some kind of final illness over here. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, again, the thing is, I think I have to th- thought he was a, a, a from the best, from the best uh, op-ed writers uh, in the past. I don't know how long. I, I, I don't, didn't always agree with him, but he, you always saw a a rational brain at work. You know, a person who analyzed the situation, who's articulate, and he's not, you know, he certainly was in his ideologies, but he, he didn't feel it was dripping with ideology. It was, it was, and he was pro-Israel, you know, to say the least. Uh, uh, so, but, but, but he would, when Pete, when, he, when, he, when, he, when now they announced it, like, you see a lot of other very fine authors, you know, or, or journalists, they were in all of them. I mean, he was, he was a great journalist, right? So that's a loss. Like, he, you look at a human being. He's in Charles Krauthammer had plenty of faults, uh, and he was certainly, in, you know. But you look, wow, this is an amazing thing. And you, you're not. How much more so about loving Hashem? Shalom God is perfect in all of His words. There's not one blemish, not one imperfection, not one thing you can point to and say, you know, oh, this is. Um, this is only if you're the only way you show this love and this awe is by keeping Torah mitzvahs and be involved in it. You know, you know what happens is if you if you if you're in awe of somebody and you debase them, what happens to your awe? It's gone, right? You lose your awe. You know, if you're in awe of a person and you send them hateful emails, <laughs> you know, you crank call them, you burn their shirts, you know, you you you, just, you know, you burn their you burn their flags, you attack them, you vilify them, your 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 external things destroy it. Um, so if you're in awe and love Hashem, the only way you get awe and love Hashem keeps is if you keep Torah mitzvahs. If a person doesn't keep Torah mitzvahs, they break Hashem's Torah, they transgress, they vilify Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Nothing less. And a person, you, 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 you dampen your awe. You know, I, I, I've, I've dealt with in marriage, a person can say they love their wife and they're in awe of her. 
you you say a dumb comment to your wife like your dress is, looks uh, you look terrible today. Don't try that at home, please. Tell your wife it looks terrible. That you have you, you smell. Or your wife asks you to take out the garbage, and you say, I'm not in the mood to take out the garbage. You take it out. Just say it like that. You know, this is not, this is not things you want to do. Uh, you'll, feel, you'll, pay, you'll pay a price. Call, call Larry. He'll take out the garbage. <laughs> no, you won't take out the garbage. You'll take it. You'll open it up. You'll start taking it to pieces. You'll recycle it. Yeah, yeah, come on. Do you think, it, do you think if it got into your hands, it would end up there a minute later? Do I believe that for one second? It would be, it would be like 50 pieces by the time it's there. But you would, you would, I'm sure you would come if it would be shown by us. That I know. You're a good man. So no, but honestly, this is this is serious stuff. You know, there's nothing less than loving Hashem. You, if a person says, "I don't care about this," or "I'll do this," or you know, "Happy anniversary," here, here's some flowers. You know, shachas here, baruch <laughs> shemar. It's not a joke. This is this is how this is how our relationship, our lovey dovey relationship with Hashem gets dampered. You know, uh, you know, you want me to take give you a ride to the airport for taking a flight? Okay. Why am I giving this ride? Why do I have to do this? Goodbye. I mean, like, dude, in real life, that doesn't that doesn't cause a great relationship. It's not good for the recipient, and it's not good for you. No. You know, when you think that way, when yeah. you're burdened, it, it's not good for you. you it, it it decreases your own love. Um, but if you go ahead and you invest yourself in your heart, it actually will increase your love. First of all, he says there's two, there's two reasons why if you don't do termitzvahs or you're weak in your service, it's going to affect your love of Hashem. Number one is, um, you, you know, if your heart's into this, it's into other things. That's <laughs> just how it is. Right? You know, if you, you put your passion into something else, you know, it's going to go other places. Your, your love for Hashem Will be less, you know. If I have to use a crude uh, example, if uh, if you, a person's intimate with ladies besides his wife, his love for his wife is less. You've put yourself in, you've given your love to others. Right? It's just in other places. If you don't give your life to your wife, it goes to other people. Uh, and they feel it. Huh? She feel it too. She could definitely feel it, yeah. especially if she knows about it. But but even, and in this case, Hashem certainly knows about it. Right? Uh, uh, you know. Um, and number two is, and if, if first if a person does a sin, it actually creates a spiritual blockage, creates a screen that blocks us from getting close to, uh, closer to our, uh, uh, to our Kaddish Baruch We all know this, right? If a person uh, does something which is treif, Looks at a screen and sees ladies that are unclad or things, that damages your soul. That blocks it. If a person puts tarfus into his bloodstream, you may look the same, but your prayers will not, your heart gets blocked, gets stuffed. You know, if a person wears shotness, their, their clothes, it, it affects their neshama. And it actually will block you from getting close to Akadosh Baruch Hu. And it not only does it block you, of course. It's a kategor. What's a kategor? It prosecutes against you. And it actually will bring you... That prosecution is not just that, it, um, that you're, you get judged, but that it will actually bring more tumah upon you. Right? 
It's Megalin Zchosai, Zakai, Vechoival Dechayev. Avera, a sin is Gareras Avera. You're at a lower spiritual level. And you're more, you know, when your immune system is compromised, doctor, what happens to you? You can get sick with other things you wouldn't have got otherwise, right? Once you compromise your immune system, all kinds of other illnesses could, could, come, your, could, could come your way. So you're compromised at this point. You're, you're much more susceptible. When your things are good and you're, you're into learning, into your mitzvahs, you're not tempted by these stupid little things. But when you're... For sure. It improves your spiritual immune system. Uh, it gives you resistance even. Um... um Please touch your patients. Uh, so then you can continue to love Shem. And therefore, the Anan is the We today, he's writing this safer, you know, 150 years ago. You know, we're we're at a really lower level, right? We're filled in a world where it's much more tumah and Hashem um, and therefore it's much harder for us to love Hashem. Even today when I look at a lot of uh, sociologically Orthodox Jews, there's, there's a large lack of passion. And actually some people have passion. Their passion's like, it's not even real, it's like just pop spirituality, you know. But uh, but uh, but a wholesome passion is just you know a lot of people seem ro- robotic almost it's like wind up toys you know I, it's better to be a wind up toy than to do the wrong thing of course that's better I mean if I had to ask somebody to be sociologically orthodox versus non non Torah mitzvahs versus not of course it's better to do the act even out of out of a, with a lack of love there's no question about that but is that is that the way it should be of course not right? of course not. Uh, Therefore, today people it's very hard to, to fear Hashem, to love Hashem. People, I remember I once had a Jew in my office who grew up religious and went off the derech, and then came somewhat back Israeli. So I said to him, "You're Michal Shabbos in South America for I don't know how long." So I said, did, "Did it bother you?" Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. It's a kid who grew up completely religious. Not at all. What? You know what? If you would, if you would, if you would do terrible, terrible things to your children, your spouse, or in job, you would be bothered. Why did I do something so stupid? At least you'd say how stupid I was, how idiotic I was. What was I? Thi- what was I? Thi- you know, you may feel strong pangs of guilt, but you feel like oh, you did a dumb move. This person's like, nah, I didn't keep Shabbos, and I'll keep Shabbos. You know, nah. You know, I I daven, not really daven. My head tra- traveled the world, thinking about the hockey game. Thinking about uh, the, the the G7, there's a lot to think about. North Korea, you know. I'm thinking about all these interesting things out there. I mean, that's you know, like, that's what you do. Imagine you told your wife uh, in a more intimate moment when you're with her. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about the G7. <laughs> are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? In a more intimate moment, you're thinking about uh, the hockey game in the most intimate moment. You know, that's what you're thinking about. Where in the world, kind of, what does that say about your wife? What does this say about your manhood? You're like, where, where are you? You know, that's not how it works. It means, it means, yeah. You know, uh, and therefore, it's important to learn works that help us. This is, a, this is, this is, 
Svarim that give us Yiras Hashem, fear of God, Avas Hashem, love of God, Chadema, Kigome Sefer HaKadosh, Reishas Chachma. Reishas Chachma was a student of the Rizal. It happens to be, it's a decently Kabbalistic work, but strong. I mean, it's like, that's like, uh, you know, there's strong antibiotics and weak antibiotics. That's a strong Sefer. Like, you know, he discusses Gehenim at length. Like, you know, we, to people today get like all, you know, they have too many anxieties. But it's an amazing, an amazing work, Rishis Chachma. A Sefer Chasrish Shla, you can learn the Shla, the Chayvas Halavavos, of course, which is the dudes of the heart. A Sefer Habris, which was a very popular Sefer from Lithuania a couple hundred years ago, which was very popular for a long time today, less so. The Chadom of the Varenu Eli Ulashish Tikva. When you start, you know, you know what, if your marriage is not great, and you start reading marriage books, there's some hope you can start working in your marriage. You know, you read Shalom Bayes books, you start putting ideas of Shalom Bayes, how you talk to your wife, or your heart, heart should be, where your heart should be. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're at least on the right track. come and mix us, you can at least have some Yirash Shemayim, fear of Hashem, Ahavaz Hashem, love of Hashem, and be in awe. Ki Yirah Nimshechas Venava. Real fear, a healthy fear, comes from a, a love. You're fearful to, to break the relationship. When you love somebody, you don't want to hurt them. There's a fear of damaging the relationship when there's a love. I don't want to hurt her. I don't want to hurt him. Now, a parent, when they tell me that, about their child, and they know that the child's doing something wrong, you know why they're fearful about that child? Not that scared. These parents aren't scared about a six-year-old kid or eight-year-old kid or a 25-year-old kid. But they love the child. So there's a fear to hurt the relationship. That fear, it's a healthy fear, comes from love. Right? When a fear is purely like, I'm going to H-E-L-L, there's something, there's a value to that. But that's not necessarily how, if you're doing that all day, you're, you're, you're usually a mashugana, right? I'm saying you're not going <laughs> to, it's not a healthy thing to start thinking, you know, I, had, I once dealt with somebody who had severe anxiety in Lakewood Yeshiva. I was, I was in Lakewood, he was somewhere else actually. Um, all day he's thinking he's going to get struck by lightning. You know, you know, like, you know it's not a normal thing. You can't live that way, you know. It's so. I mean, real fear comes is nimshach mi ava. The more love a person has, for the good you get from Hashem, or either it's you love Hashem because you focus on on how much gifts I have, or on a higher level, you're just in awe of God. You're cerebral. You think about it. You ponder it. The shleimus of Hakadosh Baruch the perfection of Hakadosh Baruch and you're in absolute awe. You're absolutely blown over uh, by this. When you're in awe and you love somebody, you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to break their their, their rules. Or uh, you don't want to anger them. Uh, you don't want to pain them. Right? When you when you when you're when you're when you're when you're in love with somebody and you're in awe of them. By the way, that's that's the goal of keep it aviim. By the way, the Torah says you should be in awe of your parents. You're supposed to view your parents as a king and a queen. That's the goal of Kibar Aviyim. That's how the Svarim bring it down. So when you're in awe of your parents, you don't want to hurt your parents. You know, if your mother asks you when she's 78 years old, could you please, you know, buy her something? And you don't really want to do it, but you don't want to hurt her, so you're going to do it. Can you please take this? Can you, you know, she you says... it's not good for her. Oh, no, that's a different story. If it's not good, you have to, you know... But she says, Menashe! Yeah. Menashe, she wants you to put on... Uh, a white shirt. All right. You, want to shirt. you don't want to change your shirt. Yeah. Or she wants you to put on a blue shirt. Yeah. I don't want to change the blue shirt, but you know what? You don't want to hurt your mother. She asks you to put on a blue shirt. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't you be happy to have your mother alive today? Yeah. 
Yeah. Wouldn't you be so happy to have that opportunity to sure, do it? Absolutely. Would be, if, she would ask, if she would come alive from the dead just yeah, for absolutely. a day today and say, Menasha, please put on change right now. You're like, how old are you now, Menasha? 42 years old? 35? How old are you? Don't tell me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a big boy. You can pick what shirt you want. But if your mother would come alive for a day, yeah. you would love that opportunity. Yeah, She'd tell you to change her shirt. Wouldn't that be great if, if Ima, mom, uh, you know, comes alive for the day? You know why you would do it? You wouldn't want to hurt her. You would be, it's my mother. Uh, you know, unfortunately, little kids are little. They don't have that, that, that appreciation. But you don't want to hurt. When you love somebody, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to pain them. You only want to do what's, what's, what's the best. And then, by the way, in this case, is, it's really everything we do with the service of Hashem is for our best. <laughs> it's not their best. We just don't realize it. Um, well, he says, Yira, there is an idea of Yira even in a vacuum without love. As we'll learn later on, there's a whole section called Yira. But Mitoyach Mashavas, just know he says, but even Ahava, true love, healthy love, right? Uh, uh, passionate love for Hashem. Another benefit, well, is you'll naturally have Yira Shemaim. Through Ahava Hashem, you'll never want to hurt Hashem, and you'll never want to break Hashem's Torah. <laughs>